Welcome back to Happiness Isn't Brain Surgery with Doc Snipes, practical tools to improve your mood and quality of life. This is our final segment on dialectical behavior therapy skills, focusing on interpersonal effectiveness. In this section, we're going to review wise mind what skills and how to use them in relationships, and we'll end by exploring how to terminate unhealthy or unhelpful relationships. So our wise mind skills, remember you've got three states of mind, your rational mind, which is the logic sort of um, uh, robot side. There's no emotion there. You've got the emotional mind, which is just how you feel and your urges and knee-jerk reactions. And then you've got your wise mind in the middle that takes the logical arguments as well as the emotional arguments and tries to help you figure out what the best step is. So this wise mind you need to give it information. So the wise mind asks, what's going on? So you want to observe. Pay attention with curiosity to what's going on. Stay in the present instead of focusing on your response or what happened in the past, and focus on those around you. So when you're in relationships and when you're in social situations, it's important to be aware of what's going on and be able to observe and describe. Because you know what? Sometimes you may be in the middle of a social situation and somebody may be acting a little bit wonky and you think, oh, what did I do? Well, it may be, not be you at all. Their boss may have just walked in and be across the room and giving them a dirty look and they're starting to get a little bit anxious. So, you know, stay in the present, focus on those around you, be aware of the fact that there are other things in the world that may impact other people besides just you. And let go of judgmental thoughts about others. We all have them. I'm sorry. I'll admit it. It happens. A lot of that comes from our own insecurities and our own low self-esteem or prior learning experiences. When you're in the middle of a social situation is not the time to contemplate, well, where's that coming from? However, it may be something to think about at a later point, why certain people trigger this fingernails down the blackboard reaction from you once you've observed that's kind of taking it all in then you need to describe and which is getting it all out so you want to replace judgmental words with descriptive ones if you think someone's lazy well that doesn't tell me anything because what i think is lazy may not be what you think is lazy so you need to tell me specifically what the person's doing describe to me what they're doing that makes you assign that label so use objective terms. Be scientific in your description. Avoid assuming or interpreting what other people think without checking the facts. And that's not what you think. That's not, if you feel it's a scary situation, it must be. If you feel it's a scary situation, let's check the facts and see if it really is a scary situation. So always go back to the rational mind and make the rational mind and the emotional mind come together in the wise mind. Avoid assuming or questioning others' motives. You don't know what they're thinking. You may think you know what they're thinking, but you don't know what they're thinking. So you may want to ask them, or you may want to just give them the benefit of the doubt. Once you've observed, you've described the situation, you've kind of got a lay of the land, now you need to participate, which means engaging in interactions with other people. Going with the flow. Don't control it. So if you're at a party or if you're at a um, staff holiday party or a family get-together, 
you know, observe what's going on. Pay attention. Don't assume or question other people's motives. Just kind of notice what's going on in the present. Even if last year Uncle, J Uncle Tom went off and got really drunk and you expect him to do it again this year, let go of that. Stay in the present moment. Engage in interactions. Talk with other people. Listen. Participate. Become one with group activities and conversations. As you become more aware, you can hear things that you may want to say, yeah, that reminds me of a time when. Or you can offer suggestions or you can participate in the discussion in some way. But it doesn't mean you have to control it. You're kind of there to kind of go with the flow. And if the flow stops, you can move to another conversation. But there are going to be some times where relationships are just unhealthy. So it's important to make that decision in the wise mind, not your emotional mind. So your logical mind is going to tell you all the reasons. Your emotional mind is going to probably try to convince you to stay or tell you all the reasons you should leave. Um, but it wants to stop hurting. Your wise mind is going to help you figure out what's the best choice. Relationships are going to have storms. They're going to have hiccups. They're going to have whatever you want to call it. So deciding whether it's worth sticking, sticking it out is something you've got to decide in your wise mind. And you can do this using something called a decisional balance exercise. So you make a little chart, and it has three columns and three rows. On the top row, you put staying in the relationship and leaving the relationship. In the first column, you put benefits and drawbacks. Now for each quadrant, you're going to identify what you're looking at in terms of staying or leaving the relationship. So the first quadrant is the benefits of staying in the relationship. So you're going to look at the emotional benefits, if there are any. You're going to look at physical benefits, if there are any. Social benefits, you know, are you, do you share all the same friends? What's going to happen if you end this relationship? Are you going to lose all the friends? Is this a concern of yours? Or is this are you going to end up having your good friends follow you or whatever? And what are the environmental benefits to staying in the relationship? And then you get down to the drawbacks of staying in the relationship. What are the emotional drawbacks? If you're doing this quadrant, you probably have some sadness, anger, resentment, some unpleasant feelings associated with the relationship. What are the physical drawbacks to staying in the relationship? If it's a really unpleasant relationship, you may be having some physical symptoms like headaches and upset stomach and other kinds of problems. If it's a violent relationship, then there's obviously other physical drawbacks to staying in the relationship. Social. What are the drawbacks socially to staying in the relationship? Maybe your family has said, unless you leave that relationship, we are not going to talk to you anymore um, and they're just threat threatening to cut you off and that can happen i've seen it happen now whether it's fair or not is a whole different discussion and it depends on the situation but you've just got to consider what is at the present moment and then you go over to leaving the relationship what are the benefits if you leave the relationship and you go through each thing again emotional physical social environmental benefits to you of leaving the relationship and then the drawbacks of leaving the relationship. So you're really getting down to the nitty-gritty. And you may have some things appear in multiple places. 
but this will help you sort out your feelings about staying or leaving and then you can look and say what's in my best interest based on what i've got down here in sort of black and white consider the problem solving if the relationship is important to you and not destructive and that's those are two things that are independent is it important okay if it is then is it destructive if it's destructive it's probably one that needs to be terminated for all the problems that are there list potential solutions then go over the solutions and cross off any that are unfair to you or the other person then you're left with some reasonable solutions to work with that you can propose when you have a discussion if you're going to try to work things out before you get into the discussion about whether you need to end the relationship or what needs to happen for the relationship to continue in your own mind troubleshoot problems and rehearse coping strategies if the other person says or does this what are you going to do have a plan obviously be safe if it's a violent relationship or you are fearful of your safety this is not a discussion you probably want to have um, we're talking about your average you know boyfriend girlfriend husband wife relationships be direct with the person about what the problems are and what you perceive as potential solutions but only do one issue at a time don't open up with a whole litany of six months worth of done me wrongs start out with my biggest issue right now is this is how i see we could solve it during this discussion practice the opposite action for love and no it's not hate it's disinterest don't be hooked on staying or leaving don't be loving or hating just be ambivalent and above all be safe now when we started this unit on uh, interpersonal effectiveness back in module one there was an activity that talked about the goals of interpersonal effectiveness now that you've gone through all seven of these modules i encourage you to review the first activity and identify anything else you can do to be more effective interpersonally at getting other people to do the things you want them to do within reason getting other people to take you seriously when you make requests or set boundaries effectively saying no to unwanted requests strengthening your current relationships and finding and building new relationships people with emotional dysregulation often struggle in relationships due to lack of effective interpersonal skills a need for external validation a fear of abandonment and lack of clarity about what they really need to be happy interpersonal effectiveness helps people clarify their wants and needs enhance their assertiveness and interpersonal skills so they can actually ask for those needs or set their boundaries and be respected enhance their self-esteem so they feel good about themselves and they feel worthy of being respected and treated well and develop and maintain supportive relationships 